The books of the Bible were written at different times by different authors. This was done over, 15, over a 1500 year period and they say that the oldest book and scholars believe was the oldest book in the Bible was either Genesis or Job. And the newest book being Revelation, which is written at about approximately 90 AD. And you might be thinking, James, why are you giving us a, a bit of a Bible college lesson. But I think I, the reason why I'm doing that, I, I think that if we want to understand what the Word of God says in context, it's good to understand things that are prior so we can understand what God wants to say. Amen? Yeah. The Bible, here's this, the Bible was not written continuously, meaning that there was breaks, in, there was gaps in some parts. In fact, there was, one, there was a gap in the Bible that lasts over 400 years. Someone say 400 we know that the authors of these books wrote only as much as they needed to. And listen to this, with the leading and the direction of the Holy Spirit. And I want us to understand that today. Every word that is written in the Bible was not, there was not too much, there was not too little, but it was just right. And this was done with the leading and the direction of the Holy Spirit. So let me encourage you today, when you pick up your Bible, no word in the Bible is a waste. Come on, can I hear you hear an amen today? No word in the Bible is a waste. And so with that in mind, can I encourage you to gain a whole level, a whole other level of appreciation of the Word of God, knowing that the Holy Spirit Himself, through people, has divinely inspired people to write this Word so that when we read it, it's actually God speaking to us. But when we look at the Bible from a bird's eye view, we see, we notice that there is a pattern. There is a pattern that God had that was on His heart to point people to Jesus. Everything in the Old Testament to the New points to Him. With that, the Holy Spirit who inspired the words that were written shows us the importance of thankfulness and how we should respond in every situation. Hey, today's message... I. I just want to share with you guys a couple of thoughts and the message is entitled, Thank You, Lord. Come, why don't you turn to your neighbour and say, Thank You, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Psalms 106, verse 1. Here we go. Are you getting excited today? Oh, give thanks to the Lord for what? He is... Hey, for His mercies endures forever. Psalms 107 verse 1 says that. Psalms 118 verse 29 says that. 1 Chronicles 16.34 says that. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says that. And Psalms 136 all say, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. Now you might be in this house today and you're writing your notes down and you're thinking, Pastor James, you're going a little bit too quick here. Why are you speaking so fast? Because I'm just trying to write me notes. But I guess I'm I, I, I moving a bit quick today because I want us to understand is that, you know, the, the opportunity that we have to give thanks to the Lord is in every season of our lives. Come on now. When we look at the Bible and we look at the Word of God, there is different authors and different verses written at different times that remind us of the importance of praising God. And I want to ask you today, is, does your life reflect or demonstrate this phrase, thank you, Lord? 
The Holy Spirit, through the Bible, through many verses and scripts across different chapters and verses and books, gives us reasons why we need to thank God. Now let's be honest for a quick minute. There are times in our lives where it's easy to thank God and there are times in our lives that it's not easy to thank God. Come on, who knows what I'm talking about today? But sometimes it's easy to thank God when things are going well, the promotion's on its way, the bank accounts are fat, the kids' grades are doing well, it all seems good. It's easy to thank God. But there comes a time in our lives and maybe in a situation that we face or maybe you are facing that right now where you don't have the answers, the results are not good, the cash flow is tight in your business, everything's going wrong. These are the times where we, where we struggle to give God thanks. Who knows what I'm talking about today? When we look at Psalms 106 verse 1, notice that it does not say to give God thanks when things are good. It does not say to give the Lord thanks when things are bad. It says to give God thanks, give thanks to the Lord. Why? Because He is good. Everyone say good. Good. Our thanks to God is not based on our circumstances. Come on now. Our thanks to God is not based on how our feelings, what is happening or not happening in our life and in our world. No, it is based on one fact and one fact alone is that that God is good. My thanks to God should never be based on what I'm seeing or what I'm facing. Because when we do that, we're actually belittling God to the situation that we're facing and we're seeing at that present time that we're looking at. But our God is bigger, our God is greater, our God is sovereign, our God is massive. And so the the only response and the right response, no matter what it is that we're facing, is to give God praise and give God thanks. When we give... When we give praise to God, regardless of what we see or how we feel or what's happening or not happening around us, we are declaring, God, You are good and Your goodness is not based on how I'm feeling or my circumstances, but it's based on Your holiness and Your grace. We need to understand that praise and thanks go hand in hand. It's kind of like meat, pie and sauce. Come on now. It's kind of like McDonald's and a can of Coke. Come on now. There are some things that just go hand in hand. You can't give God praise and worship without being thankful. But at the same time, you can't say you're thankful and not give God praise and worship. Come on now. You can't do that. They just go hand in hand. Praise and worship should be part of our daily lives. Praise and worship is... Uh, not d- just done when we come to church on an 11 o'clock service on a Sunday, uh, a Sunday afternoon. No, it is something that needs to be part of our life, our daily life each and every day. Come on, can I hear an amen? amen. It needs to be done daily where we spend time with God and we, and we worship God and we praise His Name. Maybe that includes worshipping God in your car or maybe on the way to work. Maybe it means worshipping God um, at home or in your workplace. Our lives need to demonstrate the thanks that we ought to give to God through praise and worship. Last night, my wife pulls out the guitar and if you know anything about my wife, she's the more talented one out of between us in our family. She pulls out the guitar and you know we've been singing that song, I Sing Jesus, you know, in church. You know what I'm talking about, I Sing Jesus. And so my wife starts playing the guitar and to our amazement, 
my daughter, Alicia, who's only three years old, start to sing the song to the melody. And I was looking, I was looking at Diana and I just said to her, honey, did you teach her this song? She goes, no. And she says to me, did you teach her this song? I said, no. But yet she knew the song. And why was that? She knew the song because her mummy and daddy have created a home and an atmosphere that in our house, we will worship the Lord. Come on now. We will worship the Lord. And I know it's Baby Dedication Sunday and I wanna encourage every parent in the house today, create a home and an atmosphere that demonstrates to our children how to worship the Lord. They, you, 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 I think sometimes we can get to the whole thing, you know, Alicia, you need to learn to worship God. And it's good that we teach our children that, but it's one thing to teach, it's another thing to demonstrate. Let our teaching be a demonstration of our thankfulness to God. If you wanna raise the next generation to be a generation that thanks and worship God, it needs to start with us parents, so we demonstrate to our kids, this is how we worship the Lord. Psalms 100 verse four says this, enter His gates with what? Thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. You know, when Jesus said, where your treasure is, your heart is, what was He actually saying here? He was saying, I can tell where your heart is by what you're, get this, invested in. Let me tell you, that is not just about money. This is about time. This is about effort. This is about gifts. This is about talents and all of those sort of things. The same could be actually said about our our reports on Spotify of the music that we listen to. Now in the last service, I underestimated the congregation about if they knew what Spotify was. So I'm not definitely gonna make that mistake this time around. But did you know that you could look at your Spotify account and and you can actually run a report and it'll tell you the music and the songs or the podcasts that you have listened to the most. And you know, the thing about that is that when you look at that, I was thinking about it the other day, when we look at that, does that actually clearly show us about the person that is listening? And does that, does that show that this person that is listening, are they a worshipper and are they a thankful person? Are they a God honouring? Come on now. There needs to be something of our lives that demonstrates that we are a worshipper. In fact, you know, professionals have discovered there are actually good things that happen to us and our human body and our mind when we are thankful. And I just wanna just read a couple of those to you. In fact, researchers have pointed out that if you are thankful, you will sleep better. Oh, come on now. I don't know. Who likes sleeping? Oh, who'd like to sleep better? Come on, amen. If you're on a rotating shift, amen. How about this one? It increases your happiness and changes your mood. Oh, come on. What, what about this one? It fosters hope for the future. What about this? It reduces stress, burnout and symptoms of PTSD. And what else does it do? It increases resilience. In other words, when you thank God, you are doing a favour to your HR team and your office. Actually, you know what? No, forget the HR team. Forget them. You're doing something for your heart. 
you're doing something for your mind. When you take a moment and you give God thanks and you honour Him and you bless His Name and you declare how good He is, come on now, it brings hope, it brings a future, come on now. Helps you sleep better. It's funny, the world is only now catching up on something that God had told people in the Bible thousands of years ago. Hey, that does not mean that we're not gonna face challenges or situations. No, it does not. But instead of facing it on our own, it establishes the pecking order in the situation. And that is the top dog is not the situation, but the top dog is our God, the one who's, who's in charge and who is the best in Jesus' Name. When we realise that, then we realise the battle is not mine, but it actually belongs to the Lord. Come on now. I wanna encourage everyone facing something today. The battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. It is not yours. So stop carrying it like as if it's yours. Your job is not to fight the battle. Your job is to thank the Lord who is the giver of all things. Come on now, who's the one who is more than able? That is our job. Our job is not to fight the battle. Our job is to thank the Lord. You see, when you thank the Lord, what you're doing, it positions you to hear from God. Come on now, if you need a word today or you, know, you need to hear from God, I wanna tell you with this, you need to start by thanking the Lord. God, I wanna thank You. I wanna thank You that You are so good. I want to thank You that You are who You say You are. I want to thank You that You are the King of kings and You are the Lord of lords. I want to thank You that You are my provider, that You are my healer, that You are sovereign, that You look after my children, that You look after my business. I just want to thank You, Lord. Second Chronicles 20 verse 15 says this, And He said, Listen, all of you of Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem and you... King Jehoshaphat. If you're looking for a a new child's name, there's a good one right there, Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor be dismayed because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Let's skip down to verse 17. And you will not need to fight in this battle. Come on now. I just feel as this is probably a word for someone here today. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Pause. When it says, when it says position yourselves, what's the writer actually talking about? He's saying position yourselves in a position of thanksgiving to God. Position yourselves, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear, do not be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them for the Lord is with you. Being thankful to God positions you to hear the voice of God. And listen to this. And to not just hear the voice of God, but to give you strength. Come on now. Some of us today, you feel like the strength has been sapped out of your bones and out of your life and out of your heart. Come on. I want to encourage you to, how do you get the strength of God? You hear His voice. 
And, and, and you might say, but, but Pastor James, how do I hear His voice? You start off by giving God thanks. Come on now. If you wanna have strength and you wanna hear the voice of God clearly in your life, you need to have a posture and an attitude of thanksgiving to the great King of Kings. I bet King Jehoshaphat slept better. I bet he was happier and reduced stress and, in, and increased resilience. Why? Because he heard a word from the Lord. To anyone facing a challenge today, God has a word for you. And there's one thing I know in my Christian journey is that God is always wanting to speak. The challenge for us is are we listening? Come on now. Are we listening? And when we start thanking God, there's something in the supernatural that happens. Our, our spiritual ears begin to open. Come on now, hear, hear me carefully today. Your heart begins to open to God. Your mind begins to open. That's why we always start a service with praise and... Ah. It's not because we're wasting time for people to come into the building, No. No, there is an order to the madness. We do it because we know that when we praise and worship the Lord, our hearts begin to open. Come on, our mind begins to open. Come on now. The Holy Spirit begins to move and, 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 and do things in our lives. Can I encourage you today? Be a person who's a worshipper in Jesus' name. When you thank God, what you're doing is you're clearing the fog of doubt. Listen carefully. Some of us, we've got doubt in our lives. You know how you start to clear the fog of doubt? You start to praise and worship God and begin to thank Him. You clear the fog of fear and you reposition yourself to submit to God and allow Him to bring victory in your life in Jesus' Name. Thanking the Lord also does this, it reminds us of what God has given us. Come on now. Being thankful to God wreaks havoc on covetousness. Try saying that 10 times in a hurry. Our human belief is to, uh, sorry, our human nature, our default setting is to covet. It is to yearn, for th- th- yearn to possess things that are not actually ours. One thing is, is one thing to admire but it's another thing to lust for something. When you thank God for what He has done for you, it reminds us of the goodness of God. Come on now. And how He has given everything that we have. You know that even your next heartbeat is only is given by God. Come on now. Your finances are given by God. Your children, your wife, your work, these things are given by God. When was the last time you took a moment and said, God, I just want to bless you for my wife, my spouse. Come on now. When was the last time you, you stopped for a moment and said, God, I want to thank you for my beautiful children. Come on. Now. When was the last time you took a moment and said, God, I want to thank you for the relationship I have with you. Come on now. When was the last time you took a moment and said, God, I just want to thank you and praise your name for saving me and healing and making me whole. Come on now. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says this, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thankfulness to God is in our best interest. Come on now. Come on, did you know that? 
thankfulness to God is actually in our best interest. And if we could have the band come up and join me. Without gratitude, here's the thing. Why is it our best interest? It's because it reminds us that everything we have in our life is because of Him. Come on now. This is not just your spiritual gifts. I know for some of us, you, you, just, you just remind yourself, oh, I just got the gift of prophecy, so I'm going to thank God for that. No, but how about thanking God for your job? Come on now. Without gratitude, we become arrogant and self-focused and self-centered. Come on, I'm gonna say that again. Without gratitude, we become arrogant, we become self-centered. There is a notion that everything that we have done, we've achieved on our own efforts. But thankfulness keeps us in right relationship with God and establishes the pecking order. And that, and that is this, that God is the giver of all good things in our life. Come on now. Can I ask you today, are you grateful for what God has given you? Come on now. This is not a loaded question. This question is not designed to squash dreams that you may have, but it's a test of our heart condition. We can't, we, sorry, we, it's okay to want more from God, but we need to start off by being grateful for what we already have. There's one thing I've discovered in my Christian walk with Jesus is this. It's okay to want more from the Lord, but how could God give me more if I don't first learn to pass the test of being thankful to Him for what I already have? If you want to, open, if you want to see more doors open in your life, start off by being thankful to God. Come on, come on, come on. But I'm going to just step it up a level. What about this? It's all well and good to thank God because you, you think or you know that God's going to open a door and He wants to do that. I want you to understand that. God wants to open up the doors of heaven upon your world like you've never seen before. But can I ask you this? Can you still be thankful to God even if the doors do not open? Because thanking God for when there's a blessing is easy. But how about taking a moment saying, God, doesn't matter what happens, whether you choose to open the door or not in my life, I am going to posture myself and I am just going to thank you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to honour you as my God and as my King. It's not based on whether you can bless me or not, God. It's based on your goodness and your mercy in my life. If you can get to that place where you are thankful to God regardless of whether He opens doors in your life. You have discovered the true riches of God and heaven upon your life. That's true riches. The last thing that being thankful to God does, it establishes the will of God for you. James chapter 1 by far the best book in the Bible. I don't know why you're laughing about that. I think it really is the best book in the Bible. James 1, verse 16. Let me read this to you today. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. In everything, everyone say everything. Hey, in everything, get this, give thanks. Why? For this is the will of God 
in Christ Jesus for you. You wanna really know what the will of God upon your life is? Before you do anything for God, before you do anything for your spouse, before you do anything for your children, it is this. It is to give God thanks. To bless the Name of the Lord. To honour Him. To say, God, I love You and I so appreciate You. James starts off by saying, hey guys, you need to rejoice. And the reason why we need to rejoice because it deals with our hard disposition, gets us in right standing before God. The next thing we need to do is pray. Pray without ceasing. In other words, hey, communicate with God. Never get to a place where you think the prayer is all about you talking. Oh, come on now. Because I wanna tell you through prayer, God wants to talk to you and tell you things. In our household, God has been so gracious. He allowed me to marry a girl who knows how to listen. You might say, how do you know that? Well, God is actually getting me here to preach because I've got too much to say, so I don't really know. But I wanna, I'll say this. If I wanna hear what my wife is saying, I need to stop talking and start listening. Husbands, or maybe wives, that could be something for you today. Maybe that could be a take home. But if I really, really want to discover what my wife's and my wife's heart, I need to stop for a minute and say, honey, what do you think? And I feel like sometimes in prayer, we come to God and we do all the talking. God this, God that, blah, 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 blah. Hey, hey, tell God what you need to tell God. But take a moment and say, God, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. I don't want this prayer time to be about me talking, but I want to hear your voice. Because when you hear the voice of God, that gives you strength. Come on now, that gives you strength today. God wants to give you strength in Jesus' Name. Thanking God. Thank you, Lord. Do not let it be a catchphrase. Come on, listen to me carefully today. Do not let it be a catchphrase. Do not let it be just words, but let it be a posture and a demonstration of our love for God in our lives. Let it not be something that you just, when you say before a meal or you come to church that you say, no, let everything in our life be a reflection saying, God, I just wanna thank You. I wanna bless Your Name. Everything I do in my life is because of Your goodness and Your grace. Let's know, let it be a conviction and let's understand that thanking God is not for His benefit, but it's for us. I wanna finish with this. Psalms 103, verse one. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all, everyone say all. Hey, hey, hey. All that is within me. Not some, not maybe, not 50%, not 80%. No, 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 no. All that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. This is a demonstration of how we thank the Lord. If you want to have your relationship with God go to a whole nother level, turbocharge it, you start off by putting the fuel of thanksgiving and praise and God will do something in your life.